Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson. And I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello! Hello. 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 Mm, they will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and, well, new to the party... Brittany R. Veldalkin Wizard. As, unfortunately, Mr. Dick Fate is trapped in a gem, and as you found out on the last episode, getting him out is not going to be easy, as you need to find an undead Landrin to set him free. <laughs> how, 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 does it, how does it feel, Bunkle, to have absolutely no investment as your new character in rescuing your old character? It's, to be fair, it's quite interesting because I have little investment in anything right now, and that's that's yeah. I'm not. I'm like, just. I guess I'll just. I'll just do as I'm told. <laughs> I feel like your overriding thought right now is to just do a perfect job, and then you can get patted on the head and move on to the next task. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they might reward me with, uh, you know, more bars of soap. Because <laughs> for some reason you keep giving yours to Tommy. <laughs> it's a hint. To, Take it. I'm trying to get you to clean yourselves. <laughs> so part yeah, of you, pyramid scheme. I mean, may, may, I, you totally have noticed this. Well, you have noticed that Brittany, Brittany hasn't gone near any of you. Just like keeping a distance and holding her nose every so often. Ah, uh, cool. <laughs> I need to. I need to invade that personal space a little bit more as we go on then. <laughs> <laughs> She won't laugh. <laughs> you don't say. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, last week we found out that Dick Fate was stuck in a gem hit by the imprisonment smell spell, which apparently has a very difficult way to break out of it. And since you were a uh, party member down, Maximilian offered one of his own little trainees, one Brittany Arveldalkin Wizard, who is apparently the apprentice to Arcanist Willem, which is basically one of Maximilian's uh, close confidants. So she has joined the party, seemingly to help you out. She hasn't exactly gotten on with anyone yet, though. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe the party will ditch her to die in a vampire fortress. I mean, I, I have a feeling with with all of these things, though, that with, with, when anytime you introduce a new character into a party, really, nothing really clicks until they have their first combat together. Mm. True. Which is why we'll drag that out as much as possible so Brittany can annoy you just fine until then. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yes, there is a new party member, and you guys were basically given your uh, marching orders from old Maxi Boy. He wants you to infiltrate the castle of clan Nostra slash Landrin and rescue David Landrin as well as kill Darius and Rebecca. He told you the best way to go, a way that should hopefully get you into the castle without having to face their more massive horde of undead horrors, but you will probably have to face quite a few horrible things inside, just not nearly as much. His general strategy was maybe don't cause too much of a ruckus, but you know, you're probably going to have to face a few things on the way. Hopefully not. You'll be fine. You're fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be good. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, we can, we can, we can, we can hope. Yeah, yes. let's see how good those spells are. Yeah. <laughs> he also warned you against going against both Darius and Rebecca at the same time, as Darius is apparently a very accomplished spellcaster, and she is some sort of beastly warrior. The two together, obviously quite a bad combo, anyone, especially as they are very clearly, powerful vampires on top of any other tricks they may have. But he basically said, once you've rescued David, send me a message and I will distract the main horde. You guys deal with whatever's inside the castle. And then we meet in the middle and high five. Sound good? Good. Team break. And then he said, join your way. Pretty much. You decided to spend the night in the stronghold rather than go off immediately. As I think Tommy got the crap kicked out of him by a number of spells, as did Sophia. You are both not in the best form, but nothing a long rest can't sort out, right? Mm -hmm. You also decided you're going to leave Solara in the stronghold, which everyone sort of encouraged you was probably the right idea, and she decided was, yeah, sure, that's probably the best plan, too. And she doesn't want to die or become a vampire thrall. I, I mean, mean yeah. Very, yeah she has options. She can choose what she wants. Yeah, she could choose to die and be a vampire. It's fine. Then if she marries yeah. you, she's a landrin, and then she can break dick up. Yes! Ultimate oh my win! God. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, is it? Is it? Is it? 
I mean, do we want <laughs> Dick back that much? I don't know. To be fair, I mean, you know, you've you've created yourself a vampire girlfriend slash wife. Yes. Who yeah, is immortal, like... and then could turn you and make you immortal, and then you get to live forever. Well, no, the thing is, I'm like against the whole undead thing. So it'd be like Buffy and Angel. Yeah, um, you'd have to either smite her or abandon your god. <laughs> I don't know. You might, you might give her a soul back and it'll get all, all awkward and angsty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you'll leave the monstrous the... things I did. You were yeah. vampire for five minutes. <laughs> and then there'll be a spin off. <laughs> exactly. I'm liking this idea. Should we start a different podcast? <laughs> <laughs> a shameless <laughs> Buffy and Angel knockoff podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh... not hearing any no's here. <laughs> okay, uh, so okay, Flo, you're playing Luffy, the vampire killer. And, uh... <laughs> uh, well, all that aside, you met your new party member, decided you hated her, and decided to go to bed instead. I think she generally is. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I don't think she overly likes the party so far. I think she's just there because Max and William told her to be. I'm sure you'll get along in time. You know. Yeah bonding in the field of battle and all that yeah I'm maybe <laughs> and then you went to sleep and nothing bad happened right that was it yeah so the next day um yes, right so yeah. we're gonna head off into the woods yep um wait a minute no no i'm uh, pretty sure we just no, no i'm just pretty i'm pretty sure we're just heading to the woods uh, like like so yeah do, do we make a roll? loves the woods he loves yeah, trees do, do, do we make a roll for like stealth are we stealth in this or <laughs> uh, uh, go on then <laughs> oh over with. tommy 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 names have power words have power that's the essence of magic in many ways will and intent and direction Works very much the same for gods. Sophia prays every morning to Kalembor to get her powers. Rogar would pray to his gods to empower him to divinely smite his enemies. And sometimes you draw attention you don't exactly want. And Tommy, as you turn in for the night, you begin to dream. Tommy. Hello. It's been a long, long time. Your hair's a lot grayer than it used to be. Hand doesn't hurt quite so much as it did when you were younger, but the lack of fingers have started to annoy you more in the old age. You're hoping Valmin can rig you something up one day, you know, something to make it a little easier, prosthetic, that's a bit, a bit more dexterous than a couple of wooden fingers, you know? Makes it clumsy on the old guns, but then again, you don't have to fight too much nowadays. Because, frankly, why would you? You're retired. And it's been a hell of a long life. Not all good. You lost friends. You lost people you cared about. But in the end, you survived. And by living, perhaps that's what was important. You can carry on people's memories. You can live where they didn't. Thoughts, of course, weigh on you. You never really settled down. It's not exactly like you uh, went straight, as it were, even after all the horribleness ended. You're still a criminal at heart, and eventually the peaceful life got a little bit boring, and you turned back to your old gang. A bit different than it was, of course. Members died, others came in, new people, ones you weren't quite as familiar with. But old Cobblestone still ran things, even though he's much older now. You know, in any other more ruthless gang, someone would have put a bullet in the back of his head and taken over by now, but... Well, he's got a friend who's a retired hero, and he's always looked after people. So he's still in charge. And the Rat Runners have prospered under him, and under you. Because in many ways, people know you really run things. He's just the old guy they keep around, but, you know, it's all nice and friendly. Not quite like it was in the old days with the gang wars and the violence in Varadin. It's all nice. And Varadin's got its scars. It went through some truly awful times, but you're always glad to walk through its streets because nowhere else ever really felt like home, even your own little fortress. This was where you grew up. This is where you can breathe in that city air that you love so much, even though you know it's disgusting, but 
It's home. It's familiar. It's... It's you. And just as you've done countless times before as you're wandering the streets, you suddenly dip into an alleyway, drop through a sewer grate, and make your way to the Rat Runner's base. You say hello to the guards. They nod very respectfully towards you. And you head up to Cobblestone's office. Check in on the old man. He sat behind the desk. Looks old. But that's a strange thought. Of course he looks old. You've known him for years. You watched him get old. But he's still a hard nut to crack. Still a tough guy. Got that old man strength going for him nowadays. As he sees you come into the office, he stands up, walks around, and gives you a big strong handshake. And goes, All right, lad. <laughs> Wasn't expecting you today. Come, sit, sit. And he gestures towards a chair next to his desk. What do you do, Tommy? I guess I'll go and sit down then. Yeah, sure. I I mean, I've, it's just, a, just another normal day. You might not have been expecting me, but why not? I'm just going to plonk myself casually in the chair. Yeah, it does be good to see you back here, lad. You know, uh, it's just not the same in the guild without you, you know? Well, you know, you know how it is. You can't keep a good rat runner down. Plenty to be getting on with. Plenty of things being misplaced by clumsy people that could be redistributed into uh, more appreciative hands. Can indeed, can indeed. And he reaches under his desk and pulls out a, a bottle of fine elvish brandy and pours you a glass, slides it over and pours himself one and downs it almost just as quickly before you even caught yours and pours himself another. So... Since I've got you here, you're going to indulge an old man? And he uh, pulls out a board and puts it on the table. There are all some bones for old time's sake. Sure. Just for fun, or you thinking a, a bit of wager? Oh, go on. Let's have a little bit of a wager. And Tommy, you look down and there's a pile of chips in front of you. Strange, you don't remember being given them. No, no, you, you must have, right? He handed them out. Yeah, of course, of course. He puts a couple of chips into the center of the board, picks up a pair of dice, and he goes, All right, passes them over to you. Go on then, roll first, lad. Show me what you got. If you can uh, handle the heat nowadays, old man. <laughs> and roll me 46. I'm just trying to think, because Tommy, a couple of things have just, just sparked in Tommy a little bit. Mm. I'm just, how did... You can't really exactly insight check a situation, can you? Not exactly, but the moment, if you want to insight check, I can see if anything crops up. I mean, I might just, just kind of, I just think about it for a second a little bit longer as I look down at the chips in front of me. Like, yeah, they did, you must have handed them out, but it's just weird that I forgot. What's, I definitely forgot, right? Is that, that's all it was. There's a six, so I must have just forgot. Yeah, okay. maybe you're a little hungover. Hey, maybe the brandy's not a good idea, but yeah, no, he, he handed it to you, of course. So, so 46, was it? Yeah, 46. Okay. That's 15. A 15 total, 4, 6, 1, and a 4. He takes the dice off you, rolls a 13, and passes you his chips and goes, Oh, you still got it, lad. You still got it. Go on, next round. He chokes a few more chips in. You take the dice. Roll me again. Go on then, old man. You know I've still got a little bit of luck about me. Four again, yeah? Yeah. Another 15. As you roll the dice, and then he rolls, you see 15 for you, 14 for him. And then you blink, and he's taking the chips, and you see he rolled a 15. You rolled a 14. Ah, uh, you can't win El Mall, can you, lad? Apparently not, no. Um, yeah, I... I don't know, can I insight check again? Because that, you know, that that's going to really pique Tommy's interest because he lost some money there. Sure. I mean, yeah. Everything else, yeah, that'll, that'll slide. But no, no, I, I lost some cash. Um, <laughs> an eight. So I guess, I guess I'm just losing it today. I'm just not quite with it. Yeah, no, obviously. Obviously, Cobblestone wouldn't cheat you. No. Nah. At least if he did, he'd tell you. Yeah, true. As he takes the chips and starts stacking them up, he goes, oh. You know what we need, lad? We need some stories. You got some good stories in you, haven't you, lad? I don't get out much these days, you know. It's 
bum leg, bum hip, arms not as good as it used to be. I still hold a blade. Don't you, don't you be looking down on me, but I don't know, I envy these younger lads. They can go out and do things. Tell me, tell me a story. We'll roll some more dice. You got up to a lot in your day, didn't you? Uh, just a few things, old man, just a few. But you, uh, you've heard them all before. You know, the, uh, the one about me and my associate taking down a Kren. That was a classic. You remember the dome? You remember Black Frost Fortress? You know, you remember the Shimmering River Camp? That's a classic. Which one's your favourite? Oh, they're all good, lad. They're all good. Go on, do, do me Shimmering River Camp. I love that one. That that crazy fucker you used to hang around with, he was... I don't know where you found that one. Wait, I'll tell you what, we, sh we should have fucking seen that coming. I mean, we pretty much did, but I mean, half the time, I swear I was just playing along for the laugh just to see what was going to happen. Oh, it was, uh, it was nuts. I don't know what we were fucking thinking, but I tell you what, we certainly weren't counting on what he had planned for us when we got there. Oh, fucking thing went off perfectly. I, I couldn't imagine a rat runner doing the, uh, doing the whole stealthing part better. But yeah, and it all went fucking peak tongue, didn't it? I and I, lied. I mean, uh, I, I will just say Tommy kind of begins a grand sweeping tale where he somewhat embellishes the facts, although not too much, because to be fair, that was a that was a pretty fucking shining moment in Tommy's career uh, <laughs> compared to a lot of somewhat worse ones. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'll just, yeah, you just just say that Tommy Tommy's going to make a huge song and dance out of it, particularly the... Uh, Getting hold of the axe, convincing the uh, giants that people were stealing his alcohol, and cutting him off so he went storming across the bridge, releasing the hounds, everything just going crazy, and then blowing up a bunch of orcs near the end to help everyone escape. He, uh, you see he's having a grand time. He's laughing. He's kind of like prodding you for more details as you go along and like joking along with you about parts of it. Like, they really believed you were an orc? That sort of thing, like laughing about the frost giant stomping across, and then he's uh, on tenterhooks as you talk about how dangerous it got towards the end. And then, uh, as he finishes his drink, he goes, Ah, oh, god, that one gets me every time, lad. It gets me every time. I don't believe you tried smart him like that, my lad, Tommy, <laughs> going up against such odds and coming out not only alive. With every fucking piece of you intact as well. <laughs> Does me art good. Uh, what can I say? The uh, streets of Aradin breed him strong, don't they? They do, lad, they do. I was surprised. I'm always surprised when the devils show up. Can't say I'd expect that one. <laughs> Mate, I, don't, I honestly don't think anyone except my erstwhile dragonborn friend could have had the faintest fucking clue that was going to happen. I mean, yeah, when I tell that story to other people, people think I'm making it, making it up. They're like, nah, right, that's that's where you lost me, mate. Fucking devil showed up. Nah, not happening. But I tell you what, no fucking word of a lie. Every, just the most fucking balls out ending to any story ever and completely 100% true. Cobblestone pushes some more chips into the center of the game board and rolls the dice again. I'll take a look down to see how many I'm down, because like I say, I don't seem to be keeping track of my money as well as I normally would. You've lost a few, but you still have some chips left. Maybe about yeah. half. Uh, an 18. An 18. He uh, slaps his knee and goes, you're trying to rob an old man, aren't you? And he pushes his chips towards you. And he goes, so go on, tell me another one. What happened after that? You went up mountains or something, right? Yeah, we had to... Uh... We had to head off after the heart of Ofrin. That was a, uh, that was a bit less fun. And Tommy looks down at his missing fingers. But Tommy, yeah, Go do me an insight check as you take okay. the chips towards you. Seven, lovely. Seven. <sighs> What's going on? I saw my wisdom was better than that. <laughs> you shake your head a little bit. No, it's fine. Sure, he's Cobblestone always likes your stories, so it makes him happy. It makes you happy to tell them. Yeah, we uh, we had a bit of a uh, bit of a mission. Go up, ate some giants, fight a dragon. Well, get horribly burned by a dragon that we didn't actually end up fighting. Thankfully, do do a little quest for it. 
yeah, follow through Ofrin's mysterious fucking torture chamber of a tomb. Absolutely brutal. Nearly lost my life uh, swimming across. Did lose my fingers. Lost 10 years of my life too. Yeah, not uh, not for the faint-hearted. So um, Tommy will kind of regale him with, again, a, a kind of embellished tale of what he got up to. But he he doesn't mention about the giant they meet at the they met at the end. Bathroom. At Bathroom, that's it. Or any of the treasures that they got there. He just kind of ends it with the fact that they um they met Martin and they hadn't got there in time. He nods. Yeah. Laughs along with it as well and is like Aye, that Martin. I'm glad you finally put him to rest. Dangerous fucker he was. He was a piece of work, wasn't he? Mr. Fucking Dripping Treacle voice. Oh. Mm, fucking scumbag. But yeah, I'm glad he's down. Glad they all are, to be honest. All of them lot. Tommy, Tommy kind of... For, for, for a second, Tommy tries to remember how that happened. Can he? Sure. Are you trying to remember... Let's roll some more dice and put some more chips in. Okay. 18 from Cobblestone. Okay. Uh, 15 from Tom. 15. F- finally lost one, legitimately. <laughs> you look down at the dice and you push your chips over and you were trying to think of something. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's gone now. What were you doing? Oh, yeah, telling stories. What, what was it that happened after, after the Shrine of Othrin? Where did you go next? Would I be able to take another insight check yet? I would say on this bit, no, from you losing okay. the roll, but you will soon. Okay. Um. Yeah, we were a little bit adrift. Couldn't really, didn't really think we had it in us to take on the hordes of the Whispering Man on our own. So we we went to find some allies. We went to the Spire. We met an old face. A new person, or so we believed at the time. Hmm. I remember you telling me about that, lad, but I think you're skipping one. My my memory ain't as good as it used to be, but didn't you... Didn't you go somewhere before the Spire? I remember you telling me it was all strange, all floaty-like. Bit weird. Ah, you know, I don't like to talk about that one without a few skins in me. I remember. Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult one. Tommy, you start to feel a, a pressure on your head, almost like a headache that's just like your head's just been put in a bit of a vice. And do me another insight check. Come on, wisdom. An 18. 18. Oh, please, please be something. I don't think I can roll higher than that. <laughs> you look down at the chips you've got and the ones he's taken from you. And you look over at the ones he's got in his in front of him in his little pile and on those ships you see things you see what looks like the map of the shimmering river camp on the back of one of the chips on one of the others you see the mountain that was the shrine of othrin with a white dragon flying around it and you see Vorik's spire on the last ones he picked up and then you look down at the chip remaining as somehow you're only down to one and you see the migo ship you suddenly feel like you don't want to play anymore. Yeah, that's uh why didn't ask me for tonight. I uh I'll best get going. Said I was gonna meet one of the lads, he was uh on a stakeout, he uh wanted an extra pair of eyes. Oh, you can't go yet, lad. You still got some chips? No, I think I'll uh I think I'll hang on to this one till next time. We'll uh we'll reconvene, I'll try and win them win them all back from you. Do you turn to leave? I'll, uh, it's been a, it's been good, good old man. I will, uh, on it by tomorrow or the next day. See how you're getting on. But look, as I say, I've got to, got to head off now. And I will attempt to get up from the table to leave. You get up from the table and you walk towards the door. You push it open and as you step through, you're on the deck of your airship. You're young again. You look around and you see Rurik? Just finishing a beer. Dick spotted something and he's running towards the bridge. He's yelling about something's incoming. 
And as you turn your eyes open, you see a rift forming. An Amigo ship is flying towards you. Suddenly, Dick rips at the controls and just manages to avoid a direct collision. All fours there, Rorik. Sophia comes running up from below decks. Dick comes out to join you all as the Migo land on the ship. Everything seems to freeze around you, Tommy. The fires on the Migo ship, the floating mountains in the distance of the plane of air, your companions and the Migo themselves, no one's moving. As you just hear a whisper in your ear, what next? If we're here, then you already fucking know, don't you? Reality seems to flicker and time has jumped. You see R4 is dead. Dick is badly beaten and bloodied, as is Rorik. The Migo warrior has died, but the other has just escaped through the rift. You can hear Matthias's tinny mechanical voice calling to you. There seems to be talk around boarding the ship, and then reality seems to freeze again as you're looking at the break in the side of the ship where you were originally planning to go through, and you just hear, what are you hiding from me? Tommy thinks for a moment. I killed Matthias. I was in a fit of rage over R4. I killed him and we moved on. The ship, that fucking thing's probably still floating out there somewhere in the plane of air. Just floating. Give me a wisdom saving throw. A 12. Suddenly, reality flickers again, and you're in the cockpit of the Miko ship where Matthias is all wired in. You're swinging your blades at the cylinder, smashing it to pieces, cutting Matthias's brain to ribbons, trashing the controls. But it all seems kind of hazy around you. And reality flickers, and it's like time's rewound, and you're back on your own airship, staring at the gap into the Miko ship. And you just hear. Who tried to lie to me? Amusing. If you will not give of your secrets, I shall tear them from you. Good luck. The ship beneath you begins to shake as the ground starts to change. In front of you, you still see the gap to the Migo ship, almost just floating there, out completely out of place as the reality around it changes. You're on a large open plain of broken, blackish-purple rock. You look around you and the sky is just chaos. You see black lightning piercing the heavens. You see a roiling green sky. You see no sun, no moon, no stars. It is just madness up there to even consider like the cosmos at war with itself. You look at the floor and you see eyes open. You see massive tendrils burst from the ground around you, these huge tentacles ripping the land apart. You don't know where the hell you are, but you know it isn't good. As you turn away from the Migo entrance, you see reality begin to warp in front of you as a silhouette appears and starts to take shape. Eat. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> you see reality ripple around this silhouette, almost like it's forcing its way through here. You see strands of reality tear away as this form takes more shape to look something like a man in a long, dark cloak. In part, you're a little bit reminded of how the Whispering Man likes to appear, though this one doesn't seem to carry the exact same innate grandeur. There is still something horrifying about its presence in your mind. As it coalesces more and more, you start to get a clearer picture of who you're looking at. You see the cloak and hood become more physical. You see the stars and the cosmos dance through its eyes and skin. You see its flesh is almost cracked with these black lines like a puzzle being put together. Some semblance of humanity, a shell of it left, as Azrahim, the voice of chaos, appears before you. 
Well, you do like to make an entrance, don't you? Tommy says with a confidence he doesn't quite feel. Look at us, eh? Boy from the Spire, boy from the back streets of Aradin. Here of all places. We, we've done good, haven't we? But that's... Tommy, we're going to leave you for a second. Oh, shit. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him yeah. either. Get a Sophia. dick. Get a dick. <laughs> Britney. <laughs> well, Sophia, you're awake and you're on watch. And to be honest with you, it's quite peaceful. After a few hours, you're starting to wonder why you even bothered. It's quiet. Your father doesn't even seem to have people patrolling this area. It's just safe as safe could be. That's why you're a little bit put out when you start to hear mumbling and thrashing. And you look over to where Tommy's lying on one of the sofas and he seems to be having a nightmare or something because he is shaking. His eyes are tightly closed, but he is not having a good time. What do you do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's fine. He's living his best life. Ah, okay. <laughs> Go and check on the fucker. <laughs> So, Sophia leaves you to die. Um, yeah, no, I go and check on him. Maybe try and pin down his arm so he doesn't hurt himself. Um, uh, try, maybe try and shake him awake or say his name at least. Sure, you try all the, the standard things to try and wake someone up, but it doesn't seem to have any effect. You see, Tommy is sweating profusely. He looks panicked and he looks sickly, like very pale. And what you do notice is when you try to hold his arms down, as you say, he feels quite light. And when you look at his face, there's almost a semi-transparentness to it. The fuck is... I don't want to... Solara doesn't remember anything. Is he thrashing or moaning loudly enough to wake up Brittany? Uh, Brittany, do me a perception check with disadvantage because you're asleep. Okay. Perception. <laughs> Natural one. Natural one. Brittany lets out a loud snore and uh, <laughs> continues sleeping unless you go to interrupt her. Brittany, bitch. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't really want to leave leave Tommy. Start slapping him in a nice way. I don't know how you can be a nice, nice slapping somebody. Sure. You start slapping him. You see his cheeks grow a little red, which is maybe better than the pale, but it does not seem to wake him. Okay, now I'm def I'm gonna go I'm just gonna be shouting for help from Solara and, and from Brittany. Okay. I mean Brittany and Solara, you both wake up to the sound of Sophia shouting desperately for help. Like, oh my god, I was having such a lovely dream. Don't give a shit. <laughs> what is happening with him? Um what kind of check can I can I do a check? Yeah, do me an arcana. Or oh, if you've got okay. detect magic, you could go with that. Depends what your first instinct would be. Uh, if, uh, yeah, it'll have to be an arcana. Uh, 22. Nice. 22. As you approach Tommy, you also spot this weird translucentness, and you hazard a guess. It's almost like he's being pulled somewhere. At least part of him is. So whatever's happening, he appears to be asleep, but it's certainly having a physical impact upon him in some way. With a 22 Arcana, I'd also say this definitely feels like some sort of magical assault. You're not entirely certain what, but maybe if you investigated further or tried to cast some spells on him, that might have an impact. You don't know. I might, uh, oh, if the target, I might cast protection from good and evil on Tommy. Okay. What does that do exactly? It's the advantage, look, right? Um, oh, he's not really being attacked. Can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed. Be possessed. Yeah. Uh, Sophia, as you focus and start to cast a spell upon Tommy, your divine power settles upon him, but then you see a strange reaction to the magic. It seems to settle for a moment, then almost get rejected, then try to settle again. And as it blasts outwards back at you and Brittany, it all goes dark. Tommy? Tommy? I, can I hear Can I hear her? Uh, Tommy, as you're witnessing Azrahim's arrival, you do start to hear Sophia's voice. It is thin, distant, but it starts to appear. And as you draw your eyes away from Azrahim manifesting, you see Sophia sort of semi-translucently start to phase in, 
Britney as well. And you're a little bit confused by that one. Uh, right. Sophia. Yeah. Uh, bad dreams. Uh, hey, man. Hello. Can you wait? Can you wake me up? <laughs> Am I there with him, or is is this him just talking out into his dream state? Sophia, as you start to appear, Brittany as well, you are confronted with the same scene that Tommy is. This strange purple-black landscape covered in eyes and tentacles, and this being appearing before you, this coalition of the cosmos and magic wrapped within mage's robes. Two eyes like burning stars looking down upon the three of you. Can I cast a spell magic? <laughs> On what? I don't know. Like, D what? dispel the A-man. Nope. Not today. Like, I, I should have gone to bed first. I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> I want to go back to bed. As Brittany is trying to figure out a way out of this, and the other two of you are, I don't know, terrified? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Let's get, let's get, let's get with terrified for now. Yeah. As Rahim appears and looks down at the three of you, I see something hiding within your mind, Thomas Hawkins. Something tact. When I cast my eyes upon you, it is hidden. Why is that? What is so important, so monumental, that you can hide it from my sight? Look, it was one time I was experimenting, things got a bit out of hand, ah. alright? <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh, leave it at that. Yet. If you will not reveal your secrets to me, then I must break your mind and take them. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, fuck off. Yes. <laughs> this oh, does not bode well. We all roll an initiative. You're all here. Oh, I don't yeah. want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> can I just okay, escape the no. battle map? Can I just, can I just sprint? <laughs> I can I go pretty fast. Oh, 23. I don't no. want to be. No, I'll go 20. second. Yes. Jesus, these are very high rolls. Yeah, let's get him out of the way to start with, shall we? Well, let's fucking run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can we? I don't know. It's like a dream. What, is it a dream? I mean, you can see I the map. I do like the spell magic thing, but I, I don't. On ourselves? Don't on, on what? <laughs> on ourselves! I was like, do I cast invisibility? Well, is he actually... I don't know. Is he actually attacking us? Or is he just attacking Tommy's mind? Just Tommy's mind. It's fine. Would that I make mean, his mind invisible? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Okay, well, it is Sophia's turn. Oh, dream Sophia, what are you doing? As Azrahim floats before you about, let's say, 15 feet in the air. Well, it seems like he's going after Tommy and whatever Tommy has. And I know what Tommy has. Brittany doesn't know what Tommy has. Field of Faith? Shit, how many spell slots? Because I haven't slept, guys. Just saying. I haven't slept. Hey, look, the, 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 the man picked on me. I, I, I don't want to be here. Um, uh, yeah, fuck it. Shield of Faith on Tommy. Balls, it picks me in 40. That's well annoying. If that was instant, that would be... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. And then I'm going 30, to run. 40. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can make it almost off the board this turn, but it's whether that actually means anything. Uh, how far can I run again? 60 total. But 30, generally. 30 is a standard move. 30 is just a normal move, not running. Yeah. yeah. Because I've already used my thing as a bonus action. Uh, I'll go over here. So I'm not completely in the middle. So I've gone 30 feet away. Because fuck this. Um, uh, walked. I could do a cantrip. What kind of fucking cantrips do I do? Roll a bit shit. Um, I'm just gonna... Do, nope, just, do an, no. just, do, just do an action, I guess. I've just done a bonus spell action. Where have you walked off to? Oh, yeah. Absolute pain in my backside, woman. You can just... I can still do. You can just... You can do it. You can do it. You can take a shot with your bow, though, can't you, still? Yeah, let's try that. Fuck it. It's not gonna do anything. But, yeah, oh, let's oh, do oh, it. Probably not. 
That's... Oh, I don't want to fight this. Oh, no, that's final death. That's the wrong thing. My bad. What am I pressing? My apologies. 19 and 7. Uh, 19, as you let loose on Zan's resolve, the bolt goes flying towards Azrahim, bursts into radiant energy, and he raises his hand, and the bolt just disappears into nothingness. Okay, okay go again, anyway, because why not? 20 and 12. Unfortunately, again, the second bolt, he simply does the same. He dismisses the attack. That is also a miss. Lovely. Next. Brittany, you're up. As Sophia unfortunately fails to do anything. Oh, That's, uh, my before God. your turn. <laughs> given that you're a spellcaster, mm -hmm. he's going to cast his legendary action. <laughs> maddening secrets upon you. Shit. Brittany, as you're starting to think what you're going to do, suddenly you are assailed by whispers, all of them crawling inside your mind, running through your skin. You feel it all over your body, and you feel him manipulating the magic inside of you. It is too much. You can't hold on to all this arcane knowledge, and it explodes from you. Give me a wisdom saving throw. 25. 25. Nice. That is not good enough. Fuck off! Crawling in your skin. These wounds, they will not heal. <laughs> um, spend a spell slot of third level or lower. So waste one of your spell slots. Yeah. And I think Tommy's the only one within 30 feet of you. Hit him for 4d12 force damage, please. So I'll use a spell slot and 4d... Did you say 4d12? Yep. Ouch. 22. So Brittany falls to the ground for a second and just screams, and this blast of arcane energy arcs out in 30 feet around her and just catches you, Tommy, for 22 points of force damage. Do I get a save or anything? Nope. Don't have to beat Wisdom or. Okay, fair nope. enough. Nope. Straight up. Yeah, nasty. Okay. Yep. Uh, not good. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, is it, is so, it my is turn? Is that my turn? No, you still got your turn. That was his legendary action. Fucking hell. Uh, oh my god. Uh, Sophia, come here now. We need to go. Let's go, lady. Come to me. And while I'm saying that, mm, uh, yeah, screw it. I will. Um, mm, well, I want to poke one of the eyes out. <laughs> You're going to poke one of my eyes out? Or one of oh, their eyes? Out? One of the eyes on the ground. I don't think it will do anything, but it's very tempting. Or jump on it and see if I bounce. Boing. Yeah. Could work. <laughs> Use it as a trampoline to get out of there. Yeah. Since I'm waiting for her to hopefully listen to me, uh, I'm going to cast Fortune's Favor on myself. Read that one out. Uh, so, Fortune's Favor. You impart latent luck to yourself or one willing creature... Uh, you can see within range when the chosen creature makes an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw before the spell ends, it can dismiss this spell on itself to roll an additional d20 and choose which of the d20s to use. Alternatively, when an attack roll is made against the chosen creature, it can choose to dismiss the spell on itself to roll a d20 and choose which of the d20s to use. The one it rolled, or the one the attacker rolled. So, uh... Yeah, so basically I've given myself luck for one turn. Cool. <laughs> uh, and just because, God damn it, Sophia, come here now. <laughs> that will end Brittany's turn. Okay. Tommy, it is your turn. You saw Sophia attack and it do nothing. Didn't manage to get past Azrahim's defenses. You saw Brittany briefly lose her mind just in his presence. What do you do? Well, this isn't looking too great, is it? <laughs> right. If I make a normal move then a bonus action dash can i also use my turn to run as well sure my action to run all right okay because yeah i mean he's after me you guys are also here doesn't look like we can do a lot and remembering a thing that cookson said once sometimes you're just going to be in encounters where you can do shit all and you just need to run away so that's what i'm thinking especially as he's after me five ten fifteen 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. That's my move. And then we're going diagonal squares. Uh, let's just 
hang on. No, not that. It's that. And is it when it sorry, it also moves the um, battle map when we do that. So I'm just gonna move up here. There we go. And forty feet takes me to there. And the final forty foot move takes me off the board, in theory. Tommy, you run. And that's your turn. It is Azrahim's turn. Running and running running. So, Tommy, you run away. I've, 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 I've done this now that because Rogar's not here, because I can't like lord it over him about the fact that he always runs away from stuff. <laughs> you want to make a deal? I mean, look, there's the fucking A man there. Nope. A man is my friend. <laughs> no, oh, sorry, yeah. Rogar's friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we had a nice chat on a roof. You did have a nice chat on a roof, but no, I'm. I'm so, doing two characters ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm fucking pegging it. Sure. So, Tommy, as you're running away, you look over your shoulder and you see Azrahim starts to descend slightly and floats down towards Sophia. He turns those burning stars that are his eyes upon you and then looks down at you, Sophia seems to inspect you up and down he's analyzing every ounce of your being and he just says when it comes down to it he will run and you will die and he casts power word kill on sophia oh shit do you have less than a hundred health right now yes you die fantastic sophia just drops to the ground collapses in a heap and it all goes black for you Sophia Brittany it is your turn oh um, shit uh, well pocket dimensioned up <laughs> see ya <laughs> you take Sophia's corpse nah I'm hoping this is a dream and I am dimension door and get the fuck out of here okay and you dimension door somewhere away just in the distance do you go the same direction as tommy did or just away away uh let's go the same direction as tommy why not no. okay but i, I go I'm, I'm going the full 500 feet oh yeah yeah so tommy you see Brittany appear in front of you and then where she lands the ground beneath her crumbles away and she disappears and tommy it is your turn behind you you do see just about crumpled form of Sophia. You see Azrahim preparing to come after you. You see Brittany has disappeared into the distance and the floor ahead of you seems to be just crumbling away into what you don't know. You just see a limitless pit before you. Do you continue to run? Nah, fuck that. I'm going to shoot him. Ooh. Okay, then. His yeah. friends just died. Yeah. Fuck it. You want a TPK? He goes a bit crazy Here's how you get a TPK. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, you do it go a bit crazy. Yeah, I do. I have loyalty to very few people. Um, in life and in game. Yeah, that's true. I haven't yet met the people in life, but in game. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah. All right, let's take a, um, take a shot, I think, with the rifle. And we're going to use a grip point to double the damage deal dealt a 26 and 19 piercing damage although i mean let's that does it hit first of all let's go with that uh 26 does hit okay however it is non-magical damage correct yeah it it is yeah oh but i'm going to double the damage on that so it's an and love another 11 damage on top of the 19 that I did already. So that's 30 damage. Um, I can't say that I can use anything for sneak attacky, unfortunately, on that. And so I think that is it. Okay. Yeah, just, 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 just a sad 30 damage. So you see the bullet careens towards him from your rifle, and it just seems to go straight through him, dealing no damage. You realize he must be immune to just standard attacks. They d they're not good enough. And Tommy, it's still your turn. You see your rifle does nothing. You see the ground behind you is crumbling. You do still have your movement if you want to follow after Brittany, or you can stay. But it is Azrahim's turn next. So what do you do? 
It's a very good question. This is another one of those times when the decision as a player seems pretty obvious, doesn't it? You keep running. You hope you eventually can run out of it and escape somehow. And your character can live on to fight another day. You hope that Sophia was just dreaming and that everything's going to be just fine. But Tommy's not a hugely rational guy, especially not in a fight or flight situation. This was between him and the A-Man, and the A-Man killed his friend, as far as Tommy is concerned. Fuck it, Azrahim, the little bitch, killed his friend. What would Tommy do? He's probably still angry, isn't he? It's the crumpled form of Sophia, I think. Red best would descend. I don't if... want you to die, I want you to run. But just saying there's Tommy. The, thi- the, thing, the thing is, yeah, the thing is, if, if Sophia had crumpled off the, a ledge somewhere, mm. she wasn't still lying there. He might not have realised and he might have continued running. But it's not just about him anymore. It was about his friend. I just hope it's a dream and go all out. I don't think it is a dream, does it? I don't know. The last time I, I fought in a dream, I used up everything that we had. <laughs> and that is why I'm not allowed the bag of holding anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. But don't give him the ne- Necronomicon. Please. Just throw some soap at him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tommy's gonna... Tommy's gonna shout at him. So what? You gonna kill me too? How does that exactly achieve your great scheme? Your big plans, Azrahim. You kill me, big whoop, what a waste of fucking time. You already killed my friend. What have I got to lose? Does he seem in a mood for talking? As you yell that out across these blasted plains, you hear back inside your mind. Death is not your destiny, but you will be broken. And if that's the end of your turn? Well, two more things I can... Well, I've got, I can do a bonus action. Oh, that's up to you. What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, and I can use some movement. I'm going to shoot him. Okay. I'm going to pull out the last rights, and I'm going to shoot him with a 27 and 8 piercing damage and 3 necrotic. And I'm going to start making my way towards Sophia. As the, you fire the last rites, you see again the bullet just goes straight through him, but that bit of necrotic magic does seem to cling to that shadowy form of his. It seems to at least do something. You killed my friend. He did, and at the end of your turn, he's going to use his legendary action to attack twice with his arcane blast as he raises his hands, coalesces magic, just raw energy itself into them, and fires two bolts at you. First one with a 37. A hit. There's 11 points of force damage as you're just blasted square in the chest, followed up by the second one. The 28, 16 more points of force damage. Yep. Yeah, that hits and it hurts. And it is his turn. He's going to float towards you and just go, This need not be painful. Submit and reveal your secrets. Do so. And the pain and the loss will cease. Dead. Okay. He raises his hand and you see four more of those arcane blasts appear and fire towards you one after the other, just crashing against you as you stand defiant. 20. Hits. Just 17 points of damage. 33. 13 more points. 21. 19 more points. And a 29 with 20 points of force damage. How are you looking there, Mr. Hawkins? I'm still standing, but I'm incredibly painful now. So that's I'm down to, if I counted, counted that accurate, I'm down to 22 hit points. Okay, as just this barrage crashes into you one after another as you stand there refusing to bow, refusing to be broken. But God, it hurts. And that temptation just to bend the knee is there as much as you throw it aside. But that's the end of his turn and it is yours. Is she dead? I yell back into the void that is his faith. And I'm going to run at him. Well, I'm going to move towards him, rather. Uh, Let's just see how far I've got. If I can make it in one. Kind of there. So, yeah. Does that count as being in base-to-base, or...? He was floating, but actually, I'll say this. As you get close, he does descend. He wants to see what you can do. 
Okay, so as I've been running, the, the pistol's gone back in its holster and out has come the flame tongue rapier and the short sword plus two. And with the flame tongue rapier, only a 15. Not a good first blow as I'm sprinting forward. I'll follow Swing it up. At him. Go for Go a on. second attack. Well, I was going to say, as you run forward, you jab forth with the rapier. You watch Skilmos just nonchalantly moves out of the way. It was too slow, too clumsy. Okay. I'm going to pull back and aim for the face with a 23 and 13 piercing damage. 23. You leap up, try jab again. This time you do just manage to catch him. The blade itself deals a little bit of damage. The fire seems to be snuffed out by the shadowy mass that is his body. I think I need to roll for my flame tongue damage, actually. Um, 2d6 fire damage. I don't know if he's immune to it, but I'll roll for it anyway. Uh, 4 damage. Yeah. He seems to be immune to it. That's what you glean. Okay. Um, the piercing itself actually did hurt him. With a short sword, plus something. 2. On the backswing, a 22 and 8 points of piercing damage. 22 as you swing. He looks like he almost just gets out of the way, but you just catch him just a little bit as you just hit his AC. Deal 8 points of damage. And then I'm going to... Well... In the hopes that I might... No, I'm not, I'm not actually. No, I'm just going to do a second wind. No, sorry, I don't do an action surge, rather. Not a second wind. I, fuck hit points. <laughs> even even with a second wind, I'm not going to get enough hit points to survive another round like that. So I'm going to action surge, and I'm going to crack into him again. Go for it. With the flame tongue rapier again. Uh, only a 12. Oh, awful. Never mind. I'm just too angry as I'm stabbing. And a 29... And 14 points of piercing. The final hit. You just go into a frenzy. It's clumsy, but you're still quick. And you do manage to do just a little bit more damage to him. But that, unfortunately, is the end of my turn. It is. And he watches. He raises his hand. But this time, instead of summoning the arcane blast, a long obsidian black staff appears in it. And he uses his legendary action to just literally just bring it crashing down upon you with a single swing 17 though that's not good enough not, is it does not break my AC no <laughs> you dive out of the way okay as it smashes into the ground just sending up chunks of rock and debris he looks at you and goes this did not have to go this way but you will reveal your secrets and he goes to arcane blast you again, with disadvantage. But he is getting four attacks. So as he as he does as he goes again, I'm going to scream at him. Is she dead? And he blasts you. We're at 21 to hit for 20 damage. That's yep. And what's that leave you on? That leaves me with two hit points. <laughs> as you scream that, he fires one more blast down at you, and you hear in your head, soon. As the last one crashes into you, dealing another 20 points of damage. As you collapse, you don't feel unconsciousness grip you. You feel paralyzed, numb, but you can see as he brings his hand down upon you and touches your forehead. Reality shifts and shimmers, and you're on the Mego ship. You, Sophia, you walk through its strange living partially organic, partially metallic corridors. You see the dead Migo. You go inside the control chamber and you see Matthias. Time seems to be jumping forward. You're talking to Matthias. He's telling you things, secrets about the Migo ship. Suddenly, you're in a different corridor, stood before a door. That door slides open and you see on an altar in front of you the Necronomicon. You watch yourself pick it up, put it inside your bag of holding, take it back to your ship, and everything goes dark. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh shit. Get rid of that. Fucking hell. Well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <sighs> yeah, winless situation. Yeah. Oh. What wow. would have happened if I stabbed one of the eyes? Not a lot. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> I could have had it. Yeah, we couldn't win that fight. No way. Not in a straight up fight. 
Now, I will say you're closer than you realize, though. What? To winning? Yeah. If I just run away? Well, you could have run away. That would have had some things happen, but that might have saved the knowledge, maybe. I'll tell you, he only had so much time in your mind as well. Uh. He had some limitations, especially blowing a ninth level spell on Sophia. Shit. I but... warranted a ninth level spell? Noise. <laughs> Take you out immediately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Well, you, you do what you can, and you do what your character's going to do gotta do oh yes and we will see the fun 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 consequences of that in two weeks time when compatible trees no plot returns i hope everyone enjoyed the episode yeah that we'll I mean, uh, sneak peek at the end boss yeah a new character to roll i'm guessing <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> oh yeah fun times well that was gunpowder trees and no plot if you're enjoying the show please do check out our patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp if you want to chat to us well we're on twitter well it still exists at, at trees and no but fuck it might be dead by this episode goes out and we're also on facebook and wordpress all at gunpowder trees and no plots but if you want to chat to us properly come to our discord it's on our patreon all you need to do is subscribe at the lowest tier and you can come and have a chat with us there are some exclusives that go along with that including Getting the episodes early so join along also if you want to support us do just rate us on things like itunes that helps a lot i will hand you over to my co-host to say their own goodbyes it's ask dick such a long time to get you out you're just gonna that's just gonna be your outro for the entire time isn't it the entirety of 2023 it's going to get annoying isn't it yeah going to get annoying i was gonna say eventually you just have to change it to dick's journal it's just him like scraping things like in the gem day 426 yeah. i have come to love the gem <laughs> i mean it's just like that thing when you're falling for so long in a bottomless pit you're just going oh look at your watch and you're just like still falling <laughs> yeah okay let me let me roll some dice so we have a six mm-hmm. and a three 63 Ooh, 63 proof against poison Ooh. a delicate silver chain has a brilliant cut black gem pendant while you wear it, poisons have no effect on you. You are immune to the poison condition and have immunity to poison damage. Hmm. Hmm. Always yeah. nice. Cool. I Good low-level item, though. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd give it to Dick if he ever comes out. Yeah. Hmm. If, if to be fair, it. how many times have we given like characters of, of Bunkle's stuff and we, we don't to get it back? Hey, look, at the end of the day, Rogar got most of his stuff himself. Yep. Nick, yeah, okay, fine. I'll you are, you are. At the end of the day, it all comes down to you guys got the duck sword. Oh. Uh, therefore, your, your argument's no good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where, is, where, is, where is the duck sword? Is that still in the bag of holding? It's in the bag of holding. There's just random ducks wandering around the bag of holding. If, 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 oh, that's exactly what I should have done to Azrahim in that big fight. <laughs> I should have just fucking hit him with a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he would have uh, taken the wind out of his sails and just, like, <laughs> made the situation completely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, next uh, well, time, maybe. Next, ta- <laughs> next time I'm going to duck him up. It's going to be the whole boat saga again. You know it. <laughs> so you let me kill a character with a duck. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for joining us, everyone. We will see you in two weeks' time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Yep. Oh, bruh, we're going to have such a killer time at the top of this haunted ski resort. I know, Chadwick, there's like no lines for the ski lift, dude. But Top Truck, what about the babes? Oh, bro, you think I forgot about the babes? Two words, Chadwick. Ghost babes.
<laughs> now hold on a minute there, boys. You ain't planning on going up to that old haunted resort now, are ya? What if we are, old man? <laughs> well, I won't stop yous. But if you must go, you should take this. The hell is this, old man? Well, back in my day, we called it a Microsoft Zoom. We used to listen to a podcast called the Indie Film Review on it. A proud member of the Necrobotacon Network. They were a movie review podcast that critically reviewed independent film while having a little fun in the process. Sounds like dinosaur bullshit, Gramps. I'm gonna push you into a trash can now. Well, butter my biscuits, I never <laughs> Well, dump truck, now that we've taken out the trash, looks like we've got an appointment with some ghost babes. <laughs> Listen to the indie film review for the lowdown on the coolest indie films you probably never heard of. The indie film review. It's not delivery. It's Indie Film Review. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.